Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host, Scotty McCoy, and boy, do I have a surprise for all of you. I have on the phone with me right now Jimmy Presley, and he is an author, and he also is an indie film advocate. Hey, Jimmy, how are you doing? I'm good. You doing all right today? Yes, I am. I'm doing really good, actually. We just got done, you know, the car wash, and I have Pizza Hut waiting for me to eat a little bit of pizza for uh, lunch, and yeah, but everything's going good so far. I'm really excited. Uh, you know, I've got my second COVID vaccine and everything, so yeah, everything's going good here so far. My sicknesses are finally over. <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> I know. It, it, was, I know. it was a pain. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've heard a lot of people having issues with sicknesses, or whether it be from you know, the, the vaccine or just whatever's going around. I've, I had a cold twice uh, in the last two months, and I'm like, I never get sick. And, of course, the old uh, COVID thing entered my mind, and it turned out to be just the colds. But uh, yeah. let me tell you, I, I'm still coughing from one of them. I don't yeah. understand. I've got this constant tickle. But... <laughs> I know the, the first vaccine I had, I was fine. I just had a really sore arm. The second one, my arm was a lot more sore than the first one. And then I, of course, had all those flu-like symptoms. I didn't have a fever. But I did have, uh, I was very tired. I was so weak that my body, like my legs felt like they were going to, like, like they were crumbling underneath my body weight. Could barely stand. And yeah, I was very tired. Major headache. Probably worst headache I've ever had. So it's it's been crazy. It was a crazy couple of days. But I had a little bit of a headache this morning. I have still have a little bit of a headache now, but nothing major. But it's I'm, I'm pretty good now. I mean, I'm pretty, you know, I took these two days off of work just to, you know, recover, kind of rest and everything like that. So, yeah. Glad you feel better. I've, yeah. I think I've got a sympathy headache. I've got a headache today, and I usually don't get headaches either. So, oh, yeah, I mean, boy. you can suffer together, I guess. It sounds that way. So, we, I do know that you have a couple of books out. So, uh, what books do you have published, and what are they about, and where can they be purchased? Yeah, uh, well, I, I started, um, I, I was always a big fan of, like, Lord of the Rings and Willow. Mm -hmm. And all these, uh, just these big fantasy epic movies. So I started out in 2003. I said, I'm going to write a book. And we just had my son, my first son, my oldest son, Sean. And it, and it really inspired me to, to kind of get a move on and do something I wanted to do and include him in it. So I named the character Sean. And I said, I'm going to set this in a fantasy world. So those are my, my first book was called The Days of Shadow, The Oracle Chronicles. And, um, it's a fantasy, and uh, two of those are out now. And um, on, on the first one, I'll, I'll try to be quick, but on the first one, um, I had a, a friend of my mother's who was a literary professor at uh, a university in Texas at one point. She she uh, she felt bad because I really wanted to write, but didn't know how to, not, not as good as I wanted to. I was a good storyteller, but not a good writer. So she kind of took over that book and after I did my first draft, and... So, I mean, the people that buy it, they can look at it, and it's almost poetic, like Shakespeare, Shakespearean compared to the second one. <laughs> and I've been, I've been trying to tone it down. I'm like, you know, dang, I didn't know you were going to rewrite the book for me, but I'm not complaining. Her name is Carol, and she did a good job. And mm -hmm. I, I just didn't have a market, though, because I was self-publishing. I didn't know how to reach out to publishing houses. Yeah. But... uh it took me, um, I guess, 17 years to write that. Oh, wow. Just been busy. I was stuck in my own little dark world and mm -hmm. I had a family, so I had to come out. And when I was functioning right, it was like, try to be the family guy. And uh, all of a sudden, I, I realized I've got a lot to, going on. And 
I loved writing. And all of a sudden, I'm like, damn, I love horror. So let's try that, because that's what I really wanted to always do mm-hmm. is horror movies and horror books. So I wrote a bloody Halloween mm-hmm. a few years ago. And yes. um, that one seemed to get a lot of attention on Facebook, because at that point, I had uh, I'd already started helping with indie horror films and mm-hmm. was in a lot of groups. And that one, um, I'm like, wow, this is good. I was really excited about it because it had this atmosphere. I'm like, I usually don't brag because, you know, I know I'm not a good writer. I'll claim that to the day I die. I'm a good storyteller, but not writer. But mm-hmm. I, I took a, a chance. I'm like, uh, I reached out to Sandy Johnson, who played Judith Myers in the original Halloween 78. And I said, I've got this book. It's called A Bloody Halloween. And um, <laughs> if I'm running too long, tell me. No, you're good. You're good. By the way. You're good. Okay. Yeah, um, as much time as you want. <laughs> thanks. I'll try to speed it up because not everybody's <laughs> going to listen to this all day. But yeah, Judy, or uh, sorry, Sandy. I called her Judas. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> Sandy Johnson, she was so great because she, she, I'd kind of been getting to know her through her fan page. And I'm like, I've got this book. If I send it to you, you check it out. And I said, it's got to do it. It's on. It's about Halloween down the south here and how it was back in 1993. And she's like, she's like, you know what? I'll just buy it. You don't have to send it to me. Mm-hmm. And um, she did. And she got back to me within a few days and talked about how much she loved it. And at the time, I had bought a cameo from her because I was such a big fan. And she's such a good person. Mm-hmm. And she was going to do like a minute tops. And she ended up talking almost five minutes about my book and the cameo. <laughs> And I share that as much as I can. She's just sweet and great. And mm-hmm. my friend Troy Elke, who's kind of big in the indie horror world, he loves it, and he's an advocate for the book. And That's awesome. There's a script out for it now, and he's like, uh, her, him and Sandy have both said, you know, if that film ever gets picked up, you've got to put us on it. And I'm like, <laughs> of course, y'all have been my biggest advocates. Awesome. So I've got the uh, Oracle Chronicles 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. the fantasy series I did that it doesn't get any credit but I'm going to try to push it and finish the trilogy and I got Bloody Halloween and which I, I love I'm working on the sequel to that right now and I just finished another book it's kind of a, a thriller drama about three kids that uh, are from the same town and they're all coincidentally from mm-hmm. kind of different levels of abusive households mm-hmm. and they're really tight and they, they think they can only rely on each other it's really explicit and in your face, but I think it'll touch a base, maybe even too much for some people. But it's a uh, it'll be coming out soon. I'm on. I'm awesome. editing the first draft right now. Awesome, awesome. So I'm assuming they're available on Amazon. Yeah, yeah. You can get all all three of my books on Amazon or any online bookstore. You can order also. So awesome. it's BarnesandNoble.com. It's there. But Amazon's kind of like the home base for the awesome. Yeah, awesome. And I, the next question I had was: any other books in the works? You said you have a sequel to the uh, Bloody Halloween, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm working awesome. on it right now. That's awesome. So, um, what campaigns in the indie horror industry are you advocating for? Can you tell us some of them and what they're about? Yeah, I'm gonna let me. I'll try to be quick. I'm not gonna talk <laughs> like I just did about my books. It's just <laughs> I don't get a chance to really talk about my books that often. Right. But um. I go off on that, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm helping on a lot of movies. Um, Valentine Bluffs comes to mind, uh, obviously 72, which yep. you're familiar with, yep. um, obviously, <laughs> the, the <hack laughs> witch, um, and, uh, a friend of mine, Michael and his friend, Jared, they had started a film together or this idea of a film it was called Halloween 
evil lives. And I'm really trying to get them started because the campaign is just going real slow for that one. Mm -hmm. So I'm really trying to push that too. I mean, there's just so many and there's probably some I've left out, uh, but it's just, it never stops. Right. Exactly. And there's so many people that need the help and, you know, there's only, only so many indie, you know, indie, um, you know, the people in the indie filmmaking community can, you know, they can only do so much. I mean, it's not like, you know, everybody's rich that they can donate, you know, to every single campaign out there. That's exactly right. I, that's what I was, uh, yeah. when I first uh, started, me and my friend Rob and, and, and Noelle Berger came on. Eventually, we were kind of this trio, and we realized that um, that obviously we learned through a team for 13 Fanboy and some other things that, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's not always about the money. Some have it, some don't, but just to share and reach out and tell people about it are so important. And we've all kind of gone off on our own, but... Uh, we're we three just still that's what we love is the Andy Horrell world I know know you've had Noelle on right I think but yeah um, she's uh, she made a name for herself in there real quick and Mm-hmm. I've got people reaching out to me all the time from all over the world. I'm just like, <laughs> all I do is share and reach out. And they're like, that's all it takes, man. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. That's my own motto there. Right. Yeah. And th- I always tell people, like, if you don't have a cent to give to these indie fo- Indiegogo cam- funding campaigns, if you can't give a cent to our 72 campaign, I, it's, it's okay. Your share, can, which costs nothing to you, can get us five other people to donate, you know what I mean, that could possibly be more than anything you may have been able to contribute. So sharing is exactly. is free, and it markets to all of your contacts and all of your friends, and it gives us free publicity, and it takes a second. You don't have to write a novel on what the, the campaign is about. It's all in the campaign itself. All you got to do is click share. It takes a second to do. Yes, that's exactly what I say when I reach out. I'm like, if you can't, contribute if you could share this yep. i'd love it just click that link and there's a synopsis there's a tra- indiegogo campaign yeah uh, well you know like me um i've got well i know you for one but i've seen uh posts um i seem to know like my friend's list is a kind of um, a good hodgepodge of indie horror <laughs> people and plus i run the, the world of indie horror page and and someone had just shared it and um the Indiegogo picture at the time that showed up on the link caught my eye, literally. <laughs> um, so, so, okay, that was a bad time. But yeah, I, I checked it out and uh, <laughs> it, it, it grew on me quick. I liked the story and I thought, you know, this is something different. I haven't worked uh, on a film that had to, uh, has to do, can I say, I mean, basically it's, it's no more than the synopsis says. Mm-hmm. I mean, can I mention that there's a virus? Yeah, you can. You can mention whatever's like in the uh, in the synopsis of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that 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 was the key word, virus. Yeah. And an outbreak kind of thing that caught my eye. So. Yeah, I mean, I've 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 promoted a few others. I had to do with a, a virus on some level, mm-hmm. like a Z dead end. But um, this one, I don't know. I just like the idea and where the characters are going to go and where mm-hmm. they end up. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm looking forward to this one. I cannot wait to see it. Yeah, it, it, I read the script. Now, the script is in its fifth rewrite because we're obviously, like, re- rewriting in the Indiegogo perks and everything like that. And uh, f- I so I didn't read the finalized version of the script per se, but I read, like, 
the the gist of it basically like i read up everything that we have to offer about it and it's freaking good like it is a yeah. quote unquote mind fuck of a movie i'm not even joking it is a terribly like uh, well really well but terrible type of mind fuck like it's gonna mess with people's minds it's really good like it's something that a lot of people like to see those type. it's not one of those mind fucks where you know where it's like um where you're so confused and you don't know the whole story until you get to the end type of thing it's more of a yeah. it's more of a like mind fuck like holy shit did that just happen what the hell is happening here type of situation like it's really good it's really good this is, uh, I don't think I've given it the attention it needs, and I've been trying to. I've, I've, mm-hmm. uh, as my good friend Rob says, sometimes I fill my plate too full, and I'm and it's <laughs> like, God, but this one really, I mean, I think every film I'm on right now, is, mm-hmm. it's the first time where I've actually really genuinely been passionate about every film I'm on. Actually, the last three months, I've right. got some good ones. It's 72, wow. Yeah, I love, and I don't even know the script like you, so it's just... Mm-hmm. I'm already like sold. I'm sold. Right. So, and, and it's funny because you're not the first person that I interviewed to say about the Indiegogo campaign about the picture of the like eye that has the bloodshot eye and everything like catching their interest. Like that is yes. like that is a really good like logo for this movie. That not like not only like like I'm I'm gonna be honest. This picture isn't from the movie at all because obviously we haven't started principal photography. We haven't started the filming of it. But it's it's what the film is based around, and it it literally shows you what the movie is going to be about, and that's what draws people's eye on top of what the picture is and then the title 72 and what it's about. It all mixes and meshes well together that it literally, like, you know, will draw people in. I believe that. I, um, you know... It reminds you can't always judge a book by its cover, right. and that's how a lot of these Indiegogos go for me. I'm like, if I see a picture, that's what catches my eyes because a lot of the mm-hmm. times people, when they advertise it, I can't go go through my page or Noelle's mm-hmm. page and click every single campaign. But it right. reminds me of being a kid. I think I'm a little older than you, but you were probably, you still remember like the video stores, right? Yes, I, when I was younger, that's how I got into it. I went to Black Diamond in Ashland, and uh, and I would rent like all these VHS tapes of Friday the Thirteenth and Halloween, like back when yes. VHS tapes were even relevant. <laughs> right, exactly. It was yes. like that's what this Indiegogo thing's for me yep. is like. Um, it's it's the picture on the shelf that sells it, and yep. that picture grabbed me, of course. And then I talked to you and. and a few other people that are kind of helping a little bit and it's mm-hmm. just like it sold me the picture really yeah. does sell so yeah you know, and yeah. and i will do a quick plug like if people are listening to this definitely look up the indiegogo for 72 it's all over facebook like definitely look it up and help donate we're almost at three thousand dollars we're like 26 dollars away from three thousand dollars so definitely help us get over the three thousand dollar mark right now that would be so cool so and i mean we have some amazing perks available like we really do um we sold out of a couple of them obviously but we have some good ones left and um we may come up with some other ones that we're going to put in we don't know yet um we're still brainstorming ideas and props and all that stuff that we might want to audition off um you know auction off but we're not sure yet but uh yeah i mean definitely uh check that out um but going from 72 down to a depressing type of category 
Um, we all know that debacle that happened with Michael Dark One and his scam Indiegogo uh, crowdfunding campaign that was known as Once Upon a Nightmare. So is there anything that you would like to tell the viewing and listening audience on why One Bad Egg shouldn't prevent people from donating and supporting other indie horror filmmakers? Because we know that you personally had money invested into this campaign and you were one of their biggest advocates. So why should they not let One Bad Egg you know, ruin it for all the other indie filmmakers that are actually legit yeah well that's the thing i mean it really what you said speaks for itself it's one bad egg mm -hmm. and i have uh i've done my research now and i, I kind of know and i knew when i went into that film that you should check out people they should be mm -hmm. and make sure they're legit and make sure they have a real passion so i get to know people before mm -hmm. uh and that's just my my own caution i like i try to figure this stuff out but mm -hmm. it really is just one bad egg he was uh very manipulative and I kind of saw through, I saw some red flags and I started questioning it because he kept saying, I have, well, I'll just do this special uh, secret perk. He kept saying, I'll do secret perk for this, secret perk for that. And mm -hmm. I literally, we had just got our, I don't want to get too personal, we got some tax money in. Not much, but um, yeah, I really invested into that movie and I felt so good for it. He was so manipulative and so good. Mm -hmm. uh, that this movie, it sounded like it was going to be great. But, uh, yeah, once he was exposed and uh, I had found out that he had done this before, that, that's what yeah. really shocked me. But it turns out, really, that this is the only the second time that I've ever heard of this happening in my five years of trying to help mm -hmm. films. And let me tell you, it's been the hundreds. It's just, it really is one bad egg, folks. So mm -hmm. if anybody's listening, you know, if you have a question, if someone's promoting it, reach out to them, ask them, or reach Absolutely. out to the director themselves anybody i mean just ask find out do some research yeah. but really it's not it's not it's not uh i don't think it's too common thing i don't think people need to worry about that if you love right. the idea of a movie support it you know absolutely and like you can if you do need help you can ask the likes of like a noelle Berger or matthew anderson matthew burns myself you know jimmy presley you know ask anybody that you can possibly ask you know troy elke greg gilbert anybody that would know you know about um that that might have you know an idea about it and if they don't know about them then they can send you to the right people that might know um because i i personally knew michael dark one now i wasn't like besties with him or anything but i was friends with him and i knew him before the whole campaign even started and uh i knew he about his plagiarism in the past i knew about it now i wasn't going to use that against him for this campaign because i didn't know maybe he was on the up and up for this campaign i didn't know but then when it started going down to the whole kane hodder you know being a scene with kane hodder all that stuff that struck me as odd and the same with the christine Carr, um those struck me as odd and especially the kane hodder one because i was in talks with kane hodder's agent about uh getting a couple of people she represents including michael berryman and i reached out uh, um, reached out and asked if kane hodder would want to be on and want to promote once upon a nightmare as well and she he responded back, uh, Kane's really busy to do interviews right now. He won't be able to. But um, regarding Once Upon a Nightmare, he's not involved in that campaign. I don't know where you got your information on that from. And I'm like, and I told her. And then she's like, oh, like, oh, she like, she didn't really respond back. She's like, kind of, I guess maybe she was confused or looking into it. I don't know. But then I, I got the, the plagiarism site on Michael Darkwin's plagiarism, plagiarism for his self published work. And I sent it to Carl Miller. And Carl then sent it to Amanda Sawyer, who then sent it to Noelle Berger. And from there, it just blossomed out and he got exposed and eventually it got back to the likes of like Tamara Glenn who was promoted in there and 
other people and uh and it was it's crazy like uh, michael uh taylor noelle's boyfriend uh reached out to me he's like hey can i i I will cross out your name and your picture but would it be okay if i use your you know your you know likeness and like your messages that you sent to me about what happened with the about what happened with this michael dark one guy and i'm like yeah absolutely i don't mind at all like i mean i don't want my friends and my colleagues to be you know getting you know tricked by somebody like i don't care if i was friends with michael dark one like i will i will not support somebody that's going to rip somebody off and try to get away pulling a fast one and bring in thousands of dollars like that's just not right that's just not right like yeah it was thousands too yeah go ahead i didn't mean to cut you off no you're fine like no you're fine i'm just saying like i mean yeah it was thousands of dollars it wasn't like a couple hundred bucks that he had a refund like he was literally pulling like grand theft indiegogo or grand theft crowdfunding he was, and, and what shocked me is that, um, well, two things. One, the red flags, and you always trust your gut, and I had red flags coming out left and right. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, well, maybe this guy's just that good. Yeah. Trust your gut, because the gut is usually right. And um, mm-hmm. and the horror community, as you mentioned, boy, uh, you know who the good people are. That's mm-hmm. most of us, because you saw how everybody came together, yep. and we were pushing to to get the money back and, and, yeah. and put, to get this guy put down, so to speak. I mean, at least yeah. the, 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 uh, the, the campaign, it was terrible. But, yeah, yeah. one bad egg, eh, yeah. going to spoil this bunch. Exactly, and, I mean, yeah, like... I mean, yeah, we're we're we are like a family. Like we, most of us may have never even met in real life, and some of us may have, but we're all still family. And once you ruin your reputation like that, like he has, just you can get it back, but it's going to be very hard to get that back, and the trust is going to be very hard, if at all, to be honest with you, because he really pulled a pulled a, a, a woo over everybody's eyes, like getting all these big names, Doug Bradley, Kane Hodder. I mean, I know he had Tuesday Night involved because he re, he re, uh, asked me to be involved, and he's like, oh. He he said we could film in Pennsylvania, or if you're in, oh, not able to get back to Pennsylvania, we could film in Maryland. I'm like, okay, count me in. And the next thing you know, I found out we're filming in frickin' uh, California. And the next thing you know is I, I was told I have to I have to create a flight to go out to L.A. for a photo shoot. I'm like, when did this happen? I, I'm not going to L.A. I have a job. I was told I could film in Maryland. <laughs> I know. How did he come here? He must have a lot of free time on his hands, and I'm not. Putting- yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm not judging, but he just, it changed so much. Like yeah. you said, it was just like, yeah. it was like you created this world to make this happen just to right. get all that money. And I'm just thinking, where did he think he was going to go with all that? Right. Like someone wouldn't figure it out once he, he ran. Right. Someone would find him and, oh, yeah, and the thing I'm is, like, he, yeah, and he ended up, uh, like, like he, he he asked me to be in his movie. I'm like, sure, why not? I get to film locally. And then, like I said, like, uh, it's like it turned into North Carolina first or whatever, and then California or whatever. And it's like, wow, really? And then, like, well, on top of me being in the movie, he's begging me every day to donate to, like, perks. And it's like, if I'm in your movie, why are you asking me to donate? I mean, I share, I tag, and I, I send, send messages of our Indiegogo to our cast, but I'm not asking them to donate because they're taking time out to be in the movie i'm asking them just to share the campaign to their friends because they're in the movie they should want this movie to be made and that and they're they're more i'm not going to ask my cast and crew to freaking donate to my campaign because they're already involved with the campaign why would they i mean if they want to donate that's fine that's up to them i'm not gonna but i'm not gonna ask them hey can you donate you know fifty dollars to get this perk because i think you really like no like if they want to donate that's their that's up to them but i mean i would rather than just share it if anything because it 
gets the word out even more. But I mean, yeah, there were so many red flags with him. Like, and the more perks he was coming up with, it was like this is too good to be true. And one thing my dad always told me is, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. It probably is because like there's like how like I I mean first of all I even heard that Kane Hodder doesn't even like to be advertised on Indiegogo campaigns because it it ruins his image if the campaigns fall apart. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, like That's that. A, it's, I mean, yeah. I've noticed a lot of uh, bigger uh, known uh, celebrities that get involved in these. They stay kind of low until things start going really good, and you know I don't blame them because they yeah. do have a, that image and that career that they yep. want to keep intact. But right, and, and yeah, this, yeah, this was crazy. Yeah, and no offense to like people that aren't big and big and don't have that image or whatever of like superstardom. Like, like it's one thing promoting the lower people, and I'm gonna even include myself on that list because I am lower on the totem pole. So like people like me and like you and even like Noelle, like it's okay to promote us because we don't have that image to lose if they if the campaign falls apart because we know they're not gonna be involved. Is uh is more of a personal one on his behalf, which is what's your favorite horror movie and which horror, uh which horror movie we started your amazing journey into being a horror fan oh man um <laughs> well uh, let me uh, you know me i'm rambling but um uh, yeah let me tell you the story uh, when i was a little kid um i just accidentally happened to uh wander uh, into my parents living room and uh friday the 13th 1980 the original was on and um it was on uh I don't remember what it was on, but I remember it pretty much showed all the graphics, the violence and everything. And I thought, oh my God, this is scary. And, and that night I, I ended up sleeping with my parents and for, I guess I was about five years old. Mm-hmm. And I remember for the next two years, I would sleep in my floor and I, I'm not scared to admit this. I would have, my bed was always clean underneath. I would sleep in the floor with my, and facing under my bed to make sure that Betsy Palmer, Mrs. Voorhees wasn't under my bed. <laughs> Uh, because it was that scary mm-hmm. for me. And um, as I grew older, my uh, stepdad, he knew I was uh, into uh, films because I was always wanting to rent them. Right. They were always horror. And he's like, well, okay, your mom's going to kill me for this, but okay. And and I, he finally, he got a camcorder. Mm-hmm. This was the late 80s. And, you know, big $5,000 camera sat on your shoulder. And I said, can I, can I make movies with that? And he said, yeah. <laughs> and so that literally, I spent all my teen years making my own horror movies. I just nice. love the idea of how to do uh, a scare, how you edit a scene, how you do yeah. practical effects. And, uh, yeah. you know, I uh, ended up in my late uh, teens uh, applying to go to uh, University of Tennessee. Uh, yeah. They didn't have a film course, but I was like, uh, I'll do this first and see what life throws me. And then they didn't accept me because of my ACT score. I was one mm-hmm. point below what they wanted. So I applied to NYU, New York University, and they they didn't even question me. I went. I was uh, ex- uh, accepted to go to to their film school there, mm-hmm. and um, I uh, was uh, I'd been going through a rough time. But I said I'm going to start new. I'm going to go to New York City, and uh, I was. Uh, they let me start. I was going to be a month late. Mm-hmm. I think it was almost a month late, and I picked out a dorm and everything. And some people know the story, but. The dorm overlooked the the Twin Towers mm-hmm. of the Trade Center, the World Trade Center, and lo and behold, and this is this is not a story about me, but 
9-11 happened, mm-hmm. and I always thought if I if I hadn't just come and stayed, stayed home, like, um, you know, I ran from film school because mm-hmm. of the terror attacks, and it never got to happen. Oh. My love has been there since I was a child, and my, right. my favorite two are Night of the Demons and Friday the 13th, like I mentioned, and, nice. and I'm talking... They scared me as a kid, and that's what I wanted to do to people, like make them scared, right. but also n- know how to make, uh, do it all. I wanted to do mm-hmm. effects and just everything. I just love the idea of being yeah. able to create something that'll evoke some kind of emotion from somebody. Right. And that's what it was. Nice. So uh, it took me 20 years, since because it's been 20 years since 9-11, and mm-hmm. I guess it was about five years ago, I, on Facebook, I promoted a few movies, but then I became friends with Deborah Voorhees personally mm-hmm. and she's like well i've got this movie i want to do and everybody the, the rest is history 13 yep. fanboy came out and indiegogo and gofundme and all this stuff got really big and popular just exploded yeah and now everybody's doing it and and i have stuck with every movie i've ever been asked to come on with every movie i've crawled upon mm-hmm. like i just want to help you all this is kind of like me my second chance in life Absolutely. getting to live in the film world but you know what? I, I forget Hollywood and all that stuff. Forget the fact that I didn't go to film school. It doesn't matter to me. What's yep. important is that I'm still involved in helping people create their dreams. So anyway, Absolutely. that's a long story. But, you know, my favorite horror movie turned into all that. But that's just, it's just me. And that's where, that's why I'm at where Absolutely. I'm at. And, you know, thank you, Victor Miller, for a great story. Yep, absolutely. It's funny because I have a story I have to tell you now. Um, so I remember I was maybe seven or eight ish, something like that, maybe ten or in that area. Um, but uh, I was watching. Uh, I was at home with my parents. My parents were in like the living room or whatever, doing whatever, and I was in the. I mean, they were in the like the front room or whatever. I don't know what they were doing, but I was in the living room and I was watching TV. It was a thunderstorm. It was raining. It was dark out. Whatever. And I was watch and I was watching TV. And it was a Friday the Thirteenth. And Friday the Thirteenth was on TV. It was a marathon, obviously, because it's Friday the Thirteenth that day. So we're, um, I, I think it was either part four or part six. I want to say it was part four because of, um, because it was raining out. Um, I know it wasn't like, it wasn't, the, it wasn't like one, one through three and it wasn't five and it wasn't eight. It, it might've been, it's either four, five, four, six or seven, but I'm pretty sure it was four. But anyways, uh, Jason Voorhees yeah. was, uh, was gonna turn, like remove the electrical box or whatever on the cabin or whatever, or the house. And uh, and he was, and the power went out, and exactly at the same time he did that, our power went out, and I freaked out, and I'm like, I ran into the other room, Daddy, Daddy, Mommy, Mommy, help me, help me, Jason's coming to get me. He's like, What are you talking about? Jason's coming to get you. I'm like, Yeah, he turned the power off, and our power went off. He's like, That's what happens when you watch horror movies. <laughs> Well, what a coincidence! Friday the thirteenth on our time, and it's a thunderstorm, raining, whatever, whatever, and that's the same thing that happened there. And I don't know if like a transformer blew or if there was an accident. I don't know. I didn't hear any transformer blowing, and if I did, I don't remember it. But it was, uh, oh my god, it was uh, terrible. It was terrifying. Like it was such a coincidence. Like right exactly when he removed that electrical box, our power went out. Oh my god, it was. Oh my god, I couldn't believe it. But yeah. So I told that story to a couple of people on this, but yeah, that, it's something else. <laughs> so the, I love that. I love that. Yeah, so the last question I got for you was, is there anything else that you would like to add before we say farewell? Nah, just, um, you know, the campaigns we mentioned, just uh, mm-hmm. check them out. And, um, you know, they're legit. It's not the one bad egg. Uh, these mm-hmm. people have a passion, and that's, 
that's what got me involved. So, I mean, Absolutely. if you have a passion, you want to be a part of horror history, go for it. I mean, if you cannot contribute, that's totally understandable in this day yeah. and age. Just share. Absolutely. Share away. Reach out to people you know and, and just do that. And, and check out my books if you want. Yeah. Uh, like I said, the, the start of the show, man, I'm not Shakespeare, but I can tell a good <laughs> story and there's more coming. And awesome. I appreciate the, the opportunity to be on this show, by the way, for that, to kind of get the word out about all that stuff. Awesome. Not a problem. I truly thank you for, you know, coming on. And I'll get on to Greg Gilbert and be like, you better get figure out how to get that audio working so you can get Jimmy Presley on Python's Paradise. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I love it. All right. Well, I thank you, Jimmy. You have a good rest of your day. Thank you. Right. I appreciate you. it so much. Not a problem. Have a good one. Bye. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye-bye.